Available on Alexa. You're joking, right? Nope, not joking. Seriously? Yep, this is not a drill. Wait a minute, no way. There's a way, the Alexa way. So if you just happen to miss your favorite shows, no worries. You can now listen to each podcast with Alexa. It's simple and it's free. Just visit AFR.net forward slash apps and click Alexa. We're not joking. Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Ed Vitagliano. And welcome back. Ed Vitagliano sitting in for Tim Wildman today. Well, this week. On into next week. And uh, Tim will be back in the captain's chair, uh, I think, a week from today. So that's just a... Give you a heads up, our listening audience. Uh, by the way, we do want to encourage you to get the AFR app. If you some some of you may be listening on your car radio, if you're traveling, uh, driving, working. Um, some people listen on the radio in their homes. There are other ways for you to listen. If you're going to be traveling, it might be away from a terrestrial radio station. The AFR app to your phone or other portable device will allow you to continue listening as long as you have a good strong signal. And then if you would like to listen to American Family Radio on your computer, you can just go to AFR.net. We stream our programming, our live programming. The audio feed is available at AFR.net. And we also have podcasts of programs that you might have missed and still want to listen to or send a link to a friend or family member church member if it's a subject you think they might be interested in you can download the podcasts or get access to them at afr.net all right fred jackson joins me in studio and now steve jordahl joins as he typically does monday through thursday how are you doing steve you know i'm i'm well yeah good good to hear that Things are good in Jordal land <laughs> in Jordal land uh i always like those that uh Brand of jeans you had in the seventies. Thank you. Yes, Jordal. Yes, uh, I've, jeans. I've spent all that fortune and yes. have to have to work for a living now. Still, <laughs> I'm referring to Jordash jeans. They're, they're still, oh, are they still around? I don't know if they are or not. But boy, in junior high, I took no end of grief for that. Oh, is that oh, right? believe me. <laughs> yeah. I listen. Junior bringing high school, up, nothing would surprise. Bringing me. up all the bad memories. Thank yeah, you, Ed. Sorry about that. <laughs> uh, sorry about that. Yeah, that was. Uh, if you didn't have Jordash jeans, which I did not. No, uh, you were you were not somebody. So anyway, who cares? I mean, obviously, you just, just just I'm not exactly the words fashion and Ed Vitagliano rarely appear in the same sentence. So, all right, see, what do you got? All right. I know that you guys talked a little bit about the hearing yesterday. Marshall Blackburn's question about woman and, and can Katanji Jackson Brown Brown Jackson. Brown Jackson. I knew yep. I was going to do that. I've been doing the I same kept thing. I saying I was going to do that. The singer Jackson Brown. That's hard not I to. I just go KBJ. 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 Anyway. Uh, Yo, know, listen. Uh, 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 Amy Coney Barrett, ACB. There's AOC. I'm getting lost in the uh, alphabet soup here. So, Well, I wanted to bring you a couple more cuts uh, of this. I'm going to start with this. Marsha Blackburn. Uh, was asking, um, they were talking about a school, it's called Georgetown Day School, that um, Ketanji Brown-Jackson had 
praised, and I don't know she may have been in, uh, affiliated with it. I think she was affiliated with board it, of like, directors. On the board, board of the directors. Mm-hmm. Well, they have they're a private school, but they have books and teaching there that uh, for little kids that they can change their gender. I mean, this is the Florida law in reverse. Yeah. And uh, Marsha Blackburn asked her about that. I want you to hear a little bit of that uh, interchange. Cut seven. Uh, With Georgetown Day School, I found it astounding that it teaches kindergartners, five-year-old children. And I've got grandchildren. And they teach them that they can choose their gender. So is this what you were praising when you applauded the and I'm quoting you, transformative power of Georgetown Day School's progressive education. Do you agree that our schools should teach children that they can choose their gender? Senator, I'm not... um, A biologist? ...remembering exactly what quote you're um, referencing, but Georgetown Day School is... It was in a... A book, and, it, and you gave the quote. Okay. Georgetown Day School is a private school. Yes. Um, that. Um, yeah, I, I'm asking, do you agree that schools should teach children that they can choose their gender? Senator, I'm not making comments about All right. what schools can teach. I think a normal person would be able to get through those questions pretty easily. No, I don't think you should be able to teach kids about gender. It's kindergarten. Yeah. Hey, let let me just say this. And Tim typically accuses me of being the show's liberal. I've never been accused of being a liberal before I came here. Okay. (laughs) So let me me defend, uh, kind of explain what Judge Katanji Brown Jackson is doing right there. She's being disingenuous. She was being disingenuous when she said she cannot define what a woman is. But both sides do this. Ever since the Democrats, so I am, so for those of you worried that I'm turning liberal, I am blaming the Democrats for where we are when it comes to nominees to the high court or to the federal bench in general. When they started off going after Robert Bork, who was nominated by Ronald Reagan, They started the process of trying to have gotcha moments with questions that will reveal something about what you believe, what your judicial philosophy is, and smart judges, which for all I've read about Judge Jackson, she is very, very bright. Uh, Smart nominees are going to avoid saying anything revealing. Because if you say anything revealing about what you actually believe about the law or these controversial issues, it's a gotcha moment. And then those things can kind of spin out of control. So I, want to I, don't, I don't like what she's doing, but the Democrats started this process, and now we all have to live with it. Go ahead. I want to clarify what you said because I think I understand it, but I, it could be misunderstood. You're not saying, are you, that the question asked of her, do you think that it's okay to indoctrinate children, is an improper question no. because it's a gotcha question? No, no. That, that, that's, that's correct. But both sides do this, right. and what happens is the nominees basically don't answer any. Amy Coney Barrett did the same thing yeah. because they know what the intent of the question is. It's to expose a 
point of ideology that the opposite side can then exploit because this is no longer about whether people are qualified to be judges. This is about scoring political points. You know, in these judicial hearings, and I agree with you, whether it's a uh, a, a judge being nominated by a Republican president or a Democrat president, they're, they're a bit of a, a showcase. Everybody knows that Joe Biden would not why not nominate somebody who does not agree with his politics? Right. All right. Uh, Judge Jackson is a liberal. She's a leftist. The Republicans have done their research just like Democrats do their research. The Republicans have done their research. The fact that uh, Jackson was on, I think, the board of directors of Georgetown, where they and Senator Cruz did the same thing. He brought out a bunch of books, yeah. leftist books. But she's not going to admit, yeah, I'm part of the board of directors and I agree with the books that the kids are reading there. Not going to do that. Right. No, that's just the bottom line. But she is there because she agrees with Biden's worldview. Right. That's that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. You know, that's why I say this is all part of the circus. You know, these nominees, they go around and they meet with all the senators and you get the little pictures. Yeah. And they're smiling. You had the uh, Republicans the other day praising her that you're a very nice lady you're a great mom all of these sorts of things but we'd like to talk to you about this and she says but i'm not going to answer that question right because there may be court cases that come in front of me so what's going to happen here i think there will be two or three republicans who vote in favor of her she will be on the court yeah i i i agree i think she's going to be uh, uh our next supreme court associate justice and but here here's here's the deeper problem. I think we're all on the same page here on this, and probably most of our listeners. The deeper problem is Judge Katanji Brown Jackson Jackson should have been able to answer the question. Yes, I do agree with that. That's why I like that private school. I do agree with that. But you know what? That's got nothing to do with the law hmm. because the law says this over here. So. My opinion doesn't matter. The problem with these leftist judges, like Brown Jackson, is because they're leftist, their opinions do matter. Yes. Because they will rule based on their opinions, not based on the law or the way laws are written. They will rule according to the way they want the nation to look. And that, to me, is the real and deeper problem. But there was there there was a big difference Uh with the way that Jackson is being treated by the Republicans versus the way Democrats treated uh, Trump nominee Kavanaugh. Right. That's been pointed out several times. Yes. Here's what happened. You remember Kavanaugh, they brought something up from an alleged yearbook entrance. Right. They didn't do it to Kavanaugh when he visited their offices. Yeah. They waited until the hearing started. It got leaked to a media, was it the New York Times or one of those, I well, believe it was? Diane Feinstein. Yeah. It was given the, the letter. And this all happened after yes. the, the hearings were over. It was after the third day, and they had to reconvene special hearings just to bring these women who accused him. Right. By the way. And it was gossip. Um, and and that, that's been pointed out. I wanted to play you a little bit of something. Uh, what I'm going to play you is uh, Committee Chairman Dick Durbin complaining about how unfairly and ruthlessly and viciously the Republicans are treating Ketanji uh, Brown-Jackson. 
And then I want you to hear from Brett Kavanaugh about how he was treated. Listen to cut six. But then to face four or five on the Republican side who were just vicious in their attacks on her. Vicious. Uh, there was a promise that they were going to treat her with respect. Obviously, four or five of those more colleagues didn't get the memo. Uh, and what they did to her and tried to do to her. Uh, I, I really thought we would be on that in the Senate Judiciary Committee. Shortly after I was nominated, the Democratic Senate leader said he would, quote, oppose me with everything he's got. A Democratic senator on this committee publicly, publicly referred to me as evil. Think about that word. And said that those who supported me were, quote, complicit in evil. Another Democratic senator on this committee said, quote, Judge Kavanaugh is your worst nightmare. A former head of the Democratic National Committee said, quote, Judge Kavanaugh will threaten the lives of millions of Americans for decades to come. Yeah, that I, I, that was a moving moment. Yeah. After making all of these unproven allegations before the American public against Judge Kavanaugh, he got very emotional. Yeah. And he fought back, which was extremely rare. Right. Extremely rare. Very emotional about it because they... They put out basically gossip of how he behaved in high school, right. calling basically you're a drunk, uh, that you sexually uh, assaulted someone. They accused him of gang rape. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and then for Dick Durbin, that's why I don't listen to, uh, and Democrats have done this to themselves. They, they have helped polarize this nation in ways that make people like me, where growing up, I was conservative before, as well before I was a Christian uh, in high school and so forth. I was conservative, but I would at least listen to the other side. Mm. I won't listen to Dick Durbin because all I see coming out of his mouth are lies. Yes. Okay. That that characterization of what Republicans are doing as uh, being disrespectful coming out of someone like that who has been on the Judiciary Committee for ages and has treated Republican nominees from Republican presidents in just dastardly ways, including what we're discussing with Brett Kavanaugh. I don't even listen to that guy. To me, when I hear people like that, I hear the teacher from the Charlie Brown cartoons <laughs> that wah, 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 wah. I won't listen to these people. And I would say to Dick Durbin, people like you, you've caused that kind of polarization. Absolutely. All right. So um, I want to play you a little bit. Uh, we've gotten past now the the championship, NCAA championship, swimming, women's swimming t uh, championships are over. Did I say champion enough in that little sentence? Yes. Okay, you, you, yeah, that was excellent job. <laughs> but I want you to uh, – it was covered, as you might expect, mainstream media, with glowing tributes to this man, uh, Will Thomas, who goes by the name of Leah and swims on the women's swim team. So I want to play you NBC's um, Today Show story about this, and there's a reason. I will tell you after the uh, after this plays. So let's listen to Cut 11. Blaine, it's not just today's race. Lee is actually competing in three different events. How do we see the rest of these championships playing out for her? 
Hoda, there is so much to watch. So she's going to first hit the pool this morning at 10 o'clock. That's the 500-yard freestyle. The prelims finals are tonight. She's favored to win the 500 and the 200-yard freestyles. She's also swimming in the 100-yard freestyle, and she's got a shot there. But in addition to watching for her winning those races, Hoda, we're also watching for the potential. She is within striking distance of the long-held collegiate records by Missy Franklin and Katie Ledecky. So, of course, we're going to be watching to see if she uh, touches those records during this weekend, too. Hoda. All right, Blaine Alexander Force in Atlanta. Blaine, thank you. Wow. I can't wait to see what she, by the way, they, they refer to him as she, but um, 14 seconds into that piece you just heard, they showed just as kind of a, a background scene. They showed a picture of Will Thomas in the pool after a race. They photoshopped that picture beyond all recognition. It was extremely – remember NBC was the, the network that – rigged an exploding truck, truck back yeah. in the day they haven't learned a thing they they photoshopped this picture of leah thomas to make him look like a woman because he didn't normally i've asked brent to put the pictures side by side up on our facebook page you can go see it there yeah you showed me this uh, i don't know it was yesterday or this morning but anyway one of our our meetings the photo that you uh showed the two photos they have them side by side uh the one, the real photo of Will Thomas, also known as Leah, okay, he looks like a guy who needs a shave. The photo that NBC showed, he said 14 seconds into this little, it is so clearly photoshopped that he looks like he could be on Vogue magazine. It's like what they do with models, airbrush. And it is so, I mean... You can lie without words coming out of your mouth, Fred. Yeah. And that's what NBC did. They lied. They distorted the picture of a man who is swimming as a woman to make him look like a woman to prove the point that he really is a woman. You well, know, if he's really a woman, then why did you airbrush him? You know, I, I'd love to talk to that reporter who gave that report. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure she's probably a feminist. I'm pretty sure she probably believes in women's rights, maybe even has fought for it right. somewhere along the way. But she's absolutely giddy that a man is being allowed to compete against women. And she doesn't, she doesn't care about these women right. that are being defeated by a man. So much for women's sports. It's almost like, well, who cares? Right. You know, what, what an attitude... For people, and this has been repeated over and over again in the case of the, the Thomas case, people who would normally advocate for women's rights, for respect for women, have just thrown that out the window because they're scared to death of saying, wait a minute, this really is a man who's going by a woman's name. Let's all be honest here. Let's follow the science. If you've seen Mr. Thomas, he's huge. He he looks like a male swimmer, and he, he was a male, male swimmer. swimmer. Which he was he a was. male swimmer for three years before he quote unquote decided well, gee, that he was well, a woman. Well, gee whiz, that's why he looks that way. Yeah, you know, I, you remember those old westerns where you had one gunslinger in town, and then another gunslinger came into town who was faster, and then people would say, "Well, there's a new gunslinger in town." Well, you know what? There's a new ideology in town. Yeah. And feminism is out. Yes. And transgender ideology is in. Now, we should, to be honest uh, uh, about this, 
Will Thomas did not win all the races that he was supposed to, did he? He, no, he lost didn't. the 500, didn't he? he? He came in last in his last race, and everybody says he tanked. He just yeah. That gives him some cover. Yeah. See, it's all fair. I, I didn't yeah. win all of them. Right. Did he, did he uh, set a record? Did you remember? Did I, I, I know he's, he set some records in some of his swim meets. Uh, I was just wondering if I, I thought I remembered something about him winning here in these uh, NCAA final events. But uh, anyway, that, that's okay. We can uh, we'll, we'll find that out. I'm sure the Will Thomas saga will uh, continue in some form or another, or a new Will Thomas will come into town <laughs> and compete in women's swimming or women's basketball or women's tennis. Yeah, uh, he broke no records at the NCAA championship, but he did win races. Okay. All right, let's, uh, let's uh, move on. What, right. what else you got? Who's, whose party is the Republican Party? I know that we've had this discussion in here, and uh, a lot of people are saying Ron DeSantis is the guy that, we should, that, that will probably have a better chance of winning than Donald Trump. I want to present some evidence to you that it, regardless of what you think about that, it is still Donald Trump's party. Yeah. So Donald Trump was endorsing a candidate for Senate from the Alabama, from Alabama named Mo Brooks, who is a congressman currently and running for Senate. And uh, Donald Trump had endorsed him. Uh, they did a survey. This was a signal survey on behalf of the Alabama Daily News and Gray Television. That, and this was back last November or August? Uh, no, last August. And Mo Brooks was leading the race with 40.8% of the vote. Probably a fairly substantial field right, yeah. of candidates. Yeah, they, Mike Durant, who's a retired Army, uh, he was one of the real-life heroes of Black Hawk Down. So so uh, having almost 43% of the vote is, is a substantial plurality. Yeah, far and away yeah, right. leading the pack. Um, and then he said something about, well, it was an interview, it was back in August. Uh, you know... Uh, if we really want to win in 2022 and 2024, we need to get past the stolen election of 2020. We need to stop talking about it. It's time to move on. Well, Donald Trump did not like that. And Mo Brooks wasn't even saying that it was a fair election. He was just saying we need to have a different messaging. Right. Donald Trump was having none of it and started talking about Mo Brooks uh, in not so uh, glowing terms. The same poll... In uh, uh, March, Mo Brooks now has, he went from 40.8% of the vote to 17.7% of the vote. And this is a before and after measurement after Donald Trump said uh, 16.1, I'm sorry, 16.1, yes. It was before. So Donald Trump yesterday dropped him. Yeah. Kicked him to the curb, said, I'm no longer... And, and issued a, a, a statement about that, uh, to which Mo Brooks has replied, uh, saying, you know, uh, Trump was asking me to do something that I couldn't do and I, I wouldn't do. But so they parted ways, as it were. But this is still Donald Trump's party. If he can cause a, a qualified candidate like that conservative to uh, drop in the polls. Yeah, that, especially that quickly. Fred, this... Uh that, I, that was extraordinary when uh, Steve brought this up at our in our uh, story meeting. Uh, by the way, folks, we have a story meeting early in the morning before we go on the air, so we're all on the same page in terms of what stories we're going to try to cover. We got to get our ever. stories together on the same page. We can't like it's you know right. spring anything on each other. Uh, 
and we rarely get to all the stories. There's so much going on. But Fred, one of the things I was I was very shocked that it happened that quickly to mm-hmm. Mo Brooks. So going forward, that is going to be a teaching moment for other candidates, whatever they may think about the 2020 election or about January 6th or whatever. They're going to keep their mouths shut. Yeah. They don't uh, want to anger Donald Trump. Yeah. It said, I, I drove up behind a pickup truck the other day here in town, and there was a Trump 2024 uh, logo on the back of that truck. Uh, he still has his fans. He He's did, still a very big draw. Yeah, he did great things while yep. he was president of the United States. A lot of people still appreciate him. Uh, but there are those who have concerns that if you keep looking back to 2020, that is not a winning formula for yeah. 24. Well, I bet Mo Brooks isn't going to say anything else about it. Probably uh, not. That I, I thought that was kind of extraordinary. Donald Trump's still extremely popular amongst mm-hmm. Republicans, and uh, we'll see what happens going forward. Folks, that's all the time we have for today's issues. More great programming directly ahead on American Family Radio. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow.